let us begin to walk together as we look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 21, verse 25 through 36. Hear these words. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity in the roaring and the tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is to come on the world. For the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up. Lift up your heads. Because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighted down with dissipation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. And that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Let us pray. Ever equipping God as I speak, may you increase and I decrease. May the words you have given me for this message be seeds that rest in our hearts, that we might bear fruit for you here on earth. May I be bold and courageous in speaking what it is you've given me to speak. And may we as your people have ears that hear. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Can I ask you a question? Is your Christmas tree up yet? How many yeses? All year long. All year long. <laughs> There's always that one, right? All year long. I had a friend one time. They had a cabin in the mountains, and it stayed decorated for Christmas all the time. And you could not help but walk into that place and smile. Because in that place, you are reminded of the hope of Christmas. Reminded of the beginning of the Advent when the proclamation was made. When God fulfilled prophecy that Isaiah made. And you, and you just sense hope. That's why people leave it up all year long. Because it reminds them of hope. But yet, we turn to the text today and we expect that triumphant proclamation of the goodness of God coming to the earth. And we hear our Savior say, buckle up. Buckle up because it's about to get a little, and they use in my world the term, it's about to get western. It's about to get a little rough. Government will be against government. The tides will be against themselves. The earth will be shaking. But buckle up. There's always a struggle going on, right? 
There seems like when you turn on the news, you hear about the struggle of nations, you hear about the struggle of the economy, and now we've just heard that there's a new variant of the virus coming out of South Africa, and it's going to create chaos again, and we're buckling up for that. It's Lord, we ask that question, Lord, how much can we take? How long will this go on? When will you come to relieve us? And we believe that it's impossible that God could save the things in the condition of the world that it is today. It's just like when somebody always says, and this is the time of the year, when we make those lists. Any of you list makers? My wife is the grand list maker of them all this time of year. Every child has a list. The spouse has a list. The, the nephews, the nieces, the grandchildren, they all have lists. And on those lists, we've asked that question. You know the question? What, what do you want for Christmas? do you want? What do you want for Christmas? What do you, and there comes a time in our lives when we get tired of filling out that list. I look around me and I'm like, I don't need anything. I wear the same five shirts every week. I don't need anything. I wear the same three pairs of jeans every week. I don't need anything. I just want to be in relationship with you, right? But we have to always pick our brain and we have to make all this spectacle of making lists. And believe me, I love gift giving. And, and getting the gifts for all of our loved ones to make sure that on that day when we give that gift and they get to get what they ask for, we see this smile. We see this heart jump for joy. And, and I've worked diligently on, a, on gifts this year. And, and I even want you to know that on Friday, I went shopping. <laughs> oh. 59 years old and I've never been shopping on Good Friday. Black, what is it called? Black Friday. Black Friday. I've never, ever, ever stepped out my door on that day. Because humanity is at its very worst. Right? I hear the stories. The girls get up. They get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And they run to those stores to get those big deals. And people are pushing and shoving and shaking and tearing things up. And things are crashing. And, but somehow or another, I asked my daughter what she wanted. And she said, Dad, I want you to go with us. <laughs> and then I remembered the text that I was preaching on this week and it says that the earth would be shaken and all the chaos would come and you would walk through it that we're supposed to stand firm and hold our head high oh. so I went shopping on Black Friday and I Ooh. encountered humanity at its best I was prepared. I, I even delayed it a little bit so I didn't have to be there at 4.30. I wanted to be there a little late. I delayed it a little bit because my expectations of the chaos and this uncivil humanity and the greed of humanity and the disrespect for humanity that I expected to encounter that day, that I expected to bump into people and to have to check my emotions and to check my temper and to, to check all of that stuff by the absurdity of greed that I expected wasn't there it wasn't there I got out of the car and I held my head high and I walked into the store and people were civil and people were kind and people were coming up and asking if they could help us find what we needed to look for and we were looking for something very specific and they took us right to that place and I, I walked around with other people and they spoke to me and I spoke to them and I saw friends that I hadn't seen in years and years and years and I spoke to them and, and we 
And it turned out to be a blessing. It turned out to be a blessing that I got to spend this intimate, fun time with my family where I got to go and shop. Yeah, that's not me. I got to go and shop with my family. I got to do something that was very uncomfortable for me to do, and I was blessed in the process. How many of us walk about in our world, and we're watching what's going on in the world, and a lot of us retreat from encountering the world because we're afraid of what might happen? When we walk through this Advent season, the text tells us about the chaos that's going to happen when the Christ comes. Whether it be the Christ coming anew in our life and destroying the demons of a life, or if it's the Christ coming in final victory, riding on the clouds in power and glory, whatever it is, God's coming. And God's coming in a new way. And it's Advent, and we have one choice on how we face that. We can face that with joy and expectation. When you put up the wreaths and you put up the evergreen and you put up the trees and the gifts start to pile up and all the tree, joy jumps in my heart because I know God is coming again. I'm renewed that God has said, I will be there. I will make the impossible possible. I promise you, you will be with me at the end of time. I'm bringing the Christ to you. I'm going to work through the presence of a woman who is meek and mild. And I'm going to work not in a violent way, but in a kind way. And I'm coming again. But some of us read the text and we do this. We push back and we lock our doors and we prepare for what might happen. We stay home because we don't want to encounter anybody who might push us in the aisle or who might bump us or who might get the gift that we want to get or buy the thing that we want to buy. Because we're afraid of what our reaction would be and the chaos that might ensue. We're afraid of the governments facing one another. We're afraid of what's going on in the world. And we live in that one emotion that God says we should never live in. Do not be afraid. He spoke to the, the humble Mary. He spoke to Elizabeth when she couldn't bear a child, a woman in her older years, barren, cast away. And he spoke to her above all the prophecy. He spoke to her and says, I know this world's crazy, Elizabeth. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Mary, you found favor with God. We're going to hear that story in the Advent season. We're going to walk the path with Mary. And we're going to listen to the words of Mary. As she says to the Lord, let it be with me. But the commandment from Gabriel to Mary was do not be afraid. We read the text today and it says everything that we should do. And that's that we should be afraid. Did you read the first part of the text? Where the earth will quake. Nations will rise up against nations. Things will not look as they should be. Destruction will happen to all of humanity. And God says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Because there's something you need to understand about me. The heaven and the earth will pass away. Think about that. All that we know, all that we understand, will be gone. But my word will always stand. How many of us live with that kind of faith? How many of us live in a faith that says, I'm going wherever God sends me. I'm getting up today because I know God can do the impossible. God can heal my wounded heart. 
God can fix that relationship that I'm struggling with. God can send friends to support me. God can allow me to be a vessel into someone else's life without me even knowing that I was that vessel. And I will not be afraid. Because Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away. But his words, lo, I will be with you always, will never pass away. Why is it then we as human beings choose to push back in fear? Why is it we choose to walk into this season and some of us worry that the list may be getting a little long? I'm that one in my family who says, okay, just how big does this Christmas have to be? I mean, can we not just buy each other one gift? But I'm married to a person that everything has to be equal. She's a numbers person. And if one child's getting five gifts, Everybody else is getting five gifts. Are y'all out there? Can you relate? It doesn't matter what it costs, but if there's six gifts, then we've got to go buy another. For all of those people, we have to buy one more gift. And it has to be even. And I keep looking at the tree, and the tree's pretty good size. The next thing I know, the pile of packages is overtaking the tree. And the only thing it reminds me of is God abundance. I will be with you always. You will have what you need. The desires of your heart shall be fulfilled if you believe in me. Psalms 37, 4, the promise is there. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Surrender is what delight means. Surrender yourself to the Lord. Believe that when all the chaos is going on, when all the pain is in your life, when all the struggle is in your life, that God is with you. He didn't go anywhere. He hadn't left you. When we start this Advent season and we hear the story about a woman who gets told she's betrothed, which is a lot more than engaged, and she lives in a shame and culture environment, and she finds out she's going to be pregnant, you think she wanted to walk out the front door? You think she wanted to go talk to her relatives? Do you think she wanted to be seen in public? Do you think she wanted to be under the judgment of all humanity? God said, no matter what the chaos is in your life, focus on me. Remember my word. We have a whole book. And we call it the word of God. And there are a zillion promises in there that God will always be with us and God will work for the good in all things. I can quote time. I can go on. I can do all things through Christ who strength. What all do you want me to quote? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be not afraid. My word never dies. Think about that. Heaven and earth will go. Everything you Physically understand. All the things that you can grasp, all the things you can touch, all the tangible things in your life, they will go away. But Jesus won't. Jesus will never let go of you. No matter the chaos. No matter the struggle. No matter what you're walking through. God will be with you. For some of us, that's hard to take. 
Because, man, we made a mess out of it. We made a big mess out of it. I mean, I, I'm the kind of guy, when I, I see it now in my, you know what hindsight is? 2020, and sometimes hindsight's not that good. I mean, it is good, but it doesn't reflect well, right? You know what? In my Growing up, my kids never got to put lights on the house. You want to know why? Because I didn't want to do it. Because I was too lazy. Me, one who professes the light, one who speaks to the light, I didn't want to get on the ladder. I didn't want to take time so that they could enjoy what it means when the lights come on at night. My grandkids couldn't wait till it got dark. You see, their daddy has crawled up on the roof and he's put all these lights on the roof and they have all these, I've never heard of this, all these inflatable animal things and they light up at night and they're programmed to come on at a certain time. I mean, like all of a sudden it's dark and then all of a sudden, ta-da! The light has come, right? And those kids couldn't wait to drag their big old grandpa outside and show him those things. And it means to them. And I said, well, what does that mean? Jesus is the light their mother has taught them? That Jesus is the light? Hello, preacher man. You're up there giving a big sermon and your grandson speaks bigger words than you do. Your, your, your son-in-law from Amazon, I ordered him, he's perfect. <laughs> Lights on the roof, whatever it takes to make his kids understand, to help them see the light. When all the chaos in the world is going on and all the Black Friday shopping you get invited to and all the decisions, you have a choice to make. And Jesus tells us in the text today what that choice is. Stand firm. Stand firm. Do you know what that means? Don't back up. Not in an aggressive way. But stay in the situation. Stay in the game. Stay engaged with humanity. Sometimes we need to turn off our TVs and walk outside of our houses and see God's humanity and engage one another in humanity and walk together in humanity and see that God does create good people. When I walked into that store that first time, I was being brave. I was standing firm. I was ready for the chaos. And I was going to be kind, even though I'm not always that kind. I was going to be kind. I was going to be patient. I was going to be patient with my family as they look at 4,000 things and they go back and buy the first thing they looked at. I was going to be patient. And it turned out to be a joyful time. A joyful time with my wife and two of my kids. That we shopped and we had fun and we looked at several items and we went back and we bought the first item we looked at and it was fun. And God blessed that moment and all the chaos of the world went away. And I got to see the love that God manifested in a family. That God planned. That God anointed. That God said, I will always be with you. Last week I went and I was participating in a class. And it was a class of action where you had to move and do a lot of things. And I was always looking down. I was always looking down. Just kind of, you know, looking down where you walk and where you go and what's going on and making sure you're doing all the right steps and all that stuff. And I'm looking down the whole time. And the instructor, I mean, I'm experienced in what we were doing. And the instructor says to me time and time again, look up, Barry. Look up, Barry. And I'm thinking, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Look up, Barry. You got to be able to see where you're going. Look up, Barry. 
Trust. Look up. Quit trying to control every piece of it. Just trust. Look up. Go. Move forward. Go, Barry. And then I read the text this week, and it says, Stand firm and hold your head high. Because if you allow the pressure of the world, if you allow the news report, if you allow the newspaper, if you allow the chaos of our world to wear on you and you shut yourself off from humanity, and you shut yourself off from the goodness of God, you begin to walk like this. Your mind begins to think like this. And blinders become on your eyes. And it starts to corrupt your mind. And all of a sudden, the weight of the world is holding you down like big log chains. And you can't get your head up to see God. That's what Jesus says. Don't let the chaos of this world. Don't let the words and the promises about what's going to happen in the future weigh you down. Get your head up. Stand firm. Stand firm. Place the left foot in. I love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the right foot in. Love your neighbor as yourself. And lift your head up. And remember that God said, I will always be with you. For my word never goes away. And there will be a day. That glorious day when I will come from the heavens and I will take you to be where I am so that I will prepare a place for you so that you can go and be where I am. God is good. And we are walking into the Advent season. And the chaos of the world is happening all around us. Let us, the people of God, stand firm, lift up our heads. And give glory to God in all situations so that we might arrive at the manger together. Amen and amen.